Welcome. You are listening to the Smoky Acres podcast. I'm your host, Charlie, and I hope that you took a listen to the little mini-sode that I posted before this. I touch on the Black Lives Matter movement, all the resources that you can donate to or play your role in, and resources you can educate yourself with. Originally, I was going to post that at the top of this episode, And it just got a little bit longer than I wanted it to be, so I decided to post it separately. That way you can just listen to that one or just listen to this. I hope that you listen to both. If you want to see any of those resources, you can also go to the show notes of that episode and all of that is there as well. Just please get out there, educate yourself, do your role and take responsibility for your part in this movement. And today, we are actually going to be talking about my garden. So, I wanted to just kind of talk about what I have done this year versus what I did last year, what I have growing, different things that I have started, ways I want to change it for next year. And I have been so intimidated to do this episode. I'm very new to gardening. I've done very small gardens, little container gardens. Last year was my first bigger vegetable garden, which makes sense. It's the first time I've ever owned a house was last year, so it was the first time I ever had a plot of land that was worth putting effort into and making a garden. It's something I've always wanted to do And this year was my second year, and I more than doubled the size of my garden. So it has been something that I have dove into head first without knowing what is there or what I am doing. So just know to take everything I say as the fact that I am an amateur. And I think that is why I have been intimidated with doing this episode because I know that people that listen to this, there's has to be a handful of them that are way better at gardening, that have way more experience, that have way more resources, that just know more than I do. I'm also hoping that there's some of you that will learn something from what I'm going through, whether it is some sort of tidbit of helpful advice or if you're just going to learn from my mistakes. But don't use me as your only resource for gardening. I just wanted to get on here and talk about what I'm doing. Um, It's not necessarily advice. It's more just me talking about what's going on. So I hope you enjoy and let's just dive in. So like I said, this year I more than doubled the size of my garden. Last year, my garden was in my front yard. Uh, When the snow started to melt around here, we really weren't aware of what the landscape of our property was going to look like. And our front yard was relatively flat, had an open-ish area, and one of the first areas that the snow decided to melt as well. So I decided, okay, this is where I'm putting my garden. And I had about 17 to 19 varieties of things that I planted from vegetables to herbs to 
fruit, all of that. So I got things planted, started a lot, almost everything from seed, and then substituted some things that I bought at the store. But basically everything I started from seed and got that all started. And then it wasn't until things started blooming more in our yard that I realized there's a big walnut tree that shadows basically the whole front yard and then when the lilac bush on the other side is in full blossom it shadows the other half of the garden. So I had many items in that garden that did not have enough sunlight throughout the day. They also just did not have enough space. I started on one side, worked my way over, and the last thing that I planted were potatoes. And my potatoes had like a one by one square to try to like grow all these potatoes and I ended up getting like eight potatoes at the end of the year. So it just was not ideal and I wanted to switch it up. I wanted to do something more. I wanted to have more space to work with. I wanted better sunlight. So there's this open area if you go down one trail past like this little pond area that we have. There's this big open field area. There's tons of weeds, but we decided to give that a go. It's pretty open, really good sunlight, and we decided to put the garden back there this year. So far, it has great sunlight, and I also have had tons of space. This year, not only is the size much bigger so I have more space, I also have 40 different varieties of things that I planted this year, from the regular vegetables that I typically want to grow to a couple different ones that I wanted to experiment with as well as herbs and a few perennials and I don't believe that the number 40 even entails perennials or things that I planted last year like last year I planted rhubarb and raspberries and blueberries and strawberries and of course those are all coming back this year and I'm not counting those in that number. I don't think I did. As well as this year, I planted a bunch of different hostas and a bunch of different things around the yard. That does n- is not included in that number. That is simply just like the vegetables that I planted, some flowers that I started from seed, my herbs, and I added to my strawberries as well. So... Much bigger, 17 to 19 versus 40. Taking on a bigger garden like this, it's farther away from my home as well, it was very daunting. I had to draw, I drew out many plans of how I was going to position things. I ran out of lots of space for sprouting things. And over the whole entire course of it, And even up until now, I feel like I have no idea what I am doing and keep wondering when it's just going to finally click and I'll realize, oh yeah, this is the right way to do this. And I'm one to do lots of research too. I have spent hours on the internet figuring out, okay, which kind of companion plants go together? How should I lay things out? What's the best form of gardening? Should I till? Should I not till? Should I do a, like a crop, like a ground crop or whatever? And everything seems to contradict 
themselves. Like, all these articles, none of them align. They all have to, they're all opinion pieces. I'm also part of a Minnesota gardeners page on Facebook, and everyone has these beautiful gardens, but a lot of them, I'm just like, I'm not one to plant a bunch of annuals. It is too much work. I would rather plant a bunch of perennials one time and then just have them be beautiful every single year and not have to worry about buying more flowers or whatever. And there's some things too that, like I have tons of lily of the valley that grows all over my yard and I think it's absolutely beautiful. I know that like it's poisonous to animals and kids and whatnot, but I also don't have any animals or kids that are going to eat that. My dogs don't really care and goats are in their Frenston area. So that's completely fine. And I think it's really beautiful, but on this gardening page, a lot of people are talking about like, how do I get rid of this perennial and how do I get rid of all these hostas or I'm going to remove this perennial garden for an annual garden. And I'm like, I don't understand anyone's logic here. So it's just kind of interesting. I've learned some really good things today. Like I wanted to transplant a hosta and I just asked quickly on the page, like, is it too late in the season to transplant a hosta? Should I have done it earlier this spring or should I wait until fall? And immediately someone got back to me saying, hostas are really hardy and you can transplant it right now if you want. It's probably better to wait until fall. But if you do transplant it now, just give it lots of water and it should be good. So being part of groups like that are also pretty useful. So in order to keep track of what I'm growing this year and then for next year to know what works and what doesn't, I started a garden log. Last year I did not do this. I was able to, luckily I still had some of the, like the seed packets and stuff so I was able to record what kind of seeds that I used and everything and still remembered some of how things turned out. So I just made notes of what I used and what worked and what didn't work based on what I remember. But I'm also growing things in a different part of my property. So it doesn't completely apply. Um, but I started a log this year in this like Pendleton notebook that I have. And the beginning of the season, I started writing down the type of like vegetable it is the seed variety that I used when I started the sprouts and how many I started. Um, and then later in the year, I wrote down little like diagram of like where I planted everything in the garden. And then I've made notes of how well they're doing when they were planted in the actual ground which varieties I sowed directly into the soil, which ones are seeds that I started earlier. Um, notes like my squash started getting yellowish leaves on the base and I did a little research plus I saw some things on that gardener's group that said that that's a sign of them being overwatered. So I just like made a note of that real quick that I was maybe overwatering my squash varieties. Um, and just notes like that or like seed varieties that that way next year when I go to plant things I'll know which seed varieties did not do well which ones did really well um was it the area of the garden that they did not do well in these two plants don't like being next to each other things like that so hopefully next year I can go into it a little more educated 
and a little more informed on what works. And then hopefully in a decade or so, I will be good at this. That is the hope. (laughs) I don't know how much of interest this is to everyone, but I was just going to read through the list of everything that I have planted this year and just kind of talk about that. So let me just open my little garden log here. So this year I planted beets, eggplant, green beans, snap peas, yellow onion, carrots, bell peppers and jalapenos, which I'll get back to those, turnips, which is like a new thing. I don't even know how much I'll use turnips, but I had a seed packet, so I thought why not? Broccoli, tomatoes, tomatillos, which I actually forgot that I started tomatillo seeds. I don't know where I put those, honestly. Cabbage, squash, cantaloupe, a couple of pumpkins, cucumber, and zucchinis, which is actually kind of a funny story. Um, Let's see here. I also started some sunflowers from seed. For herbs, I planted basil, rosemary, dill, cilantro, parsley, and lavender. I also started some zinnias from seed. And then I directly sown in a bunch of different types of lettuce, spinach, kale, scallions, corn. And then I ended up directly seeding cantaloupe as well because my sprouts didn't do super well. Um, And then I store-bought Yukon potatoes. Um, I bought more strawberries, I store-bought Brussels sprouts, uh, and then I started tomatoes from seed, but I ended up going to the, to the greenhouse and buying, let's see here, one, two, three, four different varieties of tomatoes. Um, I also went to the store, or the, to the greenhouse and bought banana peppers, two different bell pepper plants, and jalapenos, as well as two more squash varieties that I didn't start from seed. The reason I went and bought more tomatoes and bought pepper plants is because I have not had luck growing them from seed. My seedlings do really well. Like, they're growing on schedule, they're very healthy, but they will not get big enough to produce anything for me in this season. I think one of the biggest struggles being a gardener in Duluth is just how short of a season we have here and it is not long enough or hot enough for my little tiny seedlings to produce by the time we get our first frost. So I just went to the local greenhouse across the street called Spring at Last and got some pepper plants and some tomatoes And then my hope too is this year I actually put my pepper plants in containers and I'm growing them in this part in my front yard. We put together like this little frame that I'll talk about, but I put them in containers because my hope is that I can have them produce for longer. Last year I bought one bell pepper plant and I was able to get one bell pepper off of it by the time the first frost came. So even though it was a more developed plant, I just got frost here so early that I could barely get any yield out of it. 
So my hope is by having them in containers, I can not only extend their season, but I can like bring them inside if I need to. Or our plan eventually is to make like a cold frame that I can put them in and hopefully have tomatoes and bell peppers and jalapenos and those things for longer and hopefully throughout the year eventually. Other things that I have growing, like I said, are rhubarb I have out there as well. And I have some raspberry and blueberry plants as well. My raspberry plants are doing super well. We also have tons of wild raspberry bushes on our property. My blueberry plants have barely made an appearance this year. So we will see what happens there. I got my blueberry and raspberry plants through Polk County. Um... And I don't know what variety the blueberries are. So there's a possibility that they are just one variety. And you need multiple varieties in order for them to cross-pollinate. In order for them to fruit. So I might just need to buy a couple varieties of blueberry plants. And kind of add to what I have growing there. And that's kind of a plan that I haven't done yet so far. Now like I said before... Almost everything I start from seed and I probably start more from seed than what I need to because I know like a lot of root vegetables like beets and carrots I don't need to start from seed I could directly sow them into the ground but I am so paranoid about how short of a season that I have here that I start almost everything from seed because I'm like mm, the longest the longer it has to grow, the better it will do. I mean, this year, I wasn't even sure when I'd be able to get things in the ground. I feel like we had snow here for so long. We were like end of April and we still had a couple feet in some areas. And like, okay, let's see here if I will even be able to have a garden. So I just get really nervous and I ended up just starting so many things from seed and it's probably not even necessary but last year worked for me I started my beets and my carrots from seed and then I transplanted them and they did perfectly fine so I'm like if it works and I'm willing to put in that work I might as well even if it goes against what other people do and then there was some things that I did directly sow right into the ground um, my corn, I did that, and we'll see how that goes. I've never grown corn before, but I know that it's a really good companion plant with snap peas. So I decided to grow corn, plus Kyle and I will go through corn as well. I just didn't want it to, like, shadow anything in my garden. So I have one small row of corn, and it has not made an appearance yet. So we will see if that works. Another experimental thing that I kind of did this year was eggplant. I don't have a whole lot of use for eggplant, but if I grew it, I'll eat it. And I don't really know much about growing it. I transplanted those seedlings and they look very sad. So I don't know how much of a success that will be. I also planted cantaloupe this year because Kyle got a bunch of seeds somewhere and there's tons of cantaloupe seeds in there and there's two different varieties 
and I don't know a whole lot about planting cantaloupe. I am afraid that they maybe have too much shade. I started them from seed and they just like did not do well at all and I had more seeds left over so I just did two rows of cantaloupe seeds and I was just like okay we'll see if they come up. If they don't it's no big deal but if they do that's also awesome. Um, I had a little bit of extra space in my garden this year so it was just nice to be able to do a few things that are a little more experimental like that especially since I already had the seeds like why not try them see if they work because if something is super successful then I'll probably continue to do that I also have a huge space for carrots and beets I think those are like my two like really big items I absolutely love beets I will eat them raw I made beet lemonade last year I also pickled beets and that's one thing too is I can like pickle and can a lot of those root vegetables. Same with like the green beans and the snap peas like I can pickle those as well. So I did a lot of carrots. I have like three different varieties of carrots and two different varieties of beets and I just like took note of where I put those so we'll see like what ones do best this year and then I'll probably just do those next year. One thing that I'm worried about are my onions. They still seem to be pretty small and I did start those from seed but like I've seen other farmers who and gardeners and their onions look pretty big by now so those are one of the things that I just kind of like second guess myself like oh I hope these produce because Kyle and I go through lots of onions, so it would be nice to have a good amount of onions this year. My snap peas are doing super well. My green beans were doing really well, but it took us a bit to get the electric fencing up around our garden, and something dug up a few of my green bean plants. My broccoli that I started from seed, I don't really expect to produce much. Last year I grew broccoli and I got a couple little small little flowers out of it. But I think, again, with a short season here, it wasn't able to fully grow. But I can still use some if I get some. And that's why I bought Brussels sprout plants this year because we do not have a long enough season to fully grow Brussels sprouts. So I just bought some. What else? Oh, what I was saying about zucchini and cucumbers. I had a couple containers of zucchinis and cucumbers and I planted them, but I forgot to mark the containers and the sprouts look almost identical. So I have those planted in one area and we will just see what they end up being if they produce anything. So we'll see. So after starting all my seedlings, I wait for them to get big enough, I'm watering them, I keep them in my screen porch or like the three season porch area in my house because it gets relatively good sunlight. It also like warms up really fast from sunlight versus them being outside and then I start to slowly introduce them to an outdoor area. And then eventually I transplanted them. 
we put up fencing. Like I said, we did an electric fence this year. Try to keep the deer and the rabbits out. And then I also have a compost pile in my garden that at the very end of the year, I will spread that out to try to help to give nutrition back to the soil and make sure that that stays healthy. I planted everything out in the main garden on Memorial Weekend. That seems to be a good time of the year where we're at zero risk of having another frost. We're starting to get some rain. We're finally having good sunny days. So that was when I decided to get everything out there. I am playing around with ideas of switching up my garden plan this year because we had a spot they were going to that was so weedy just like thick with weeds we did till the ground and I think that really helped because I am just chasing weeds like crazy but it's definitely not as thick as the area around the garden so but I would like to play around with the idea of no-till gardening it's definitely a theme that I see pop up more and more and it's super interesting to me. It makes sense because when you till your garden every single year you're losing nutrients, you're turning over that topsoil and that area is not going to be able to produce plants as well for as long. So I want to play around with no-till gardening next year a little bit more. Like I said I'm going to spread that compost pile out and next year I will probably try to just use, I don't know if I'll try to use mulch or compost. I'll probably have to weed a lot more because I won't till, but play around with those ideas. This year I also spread alfalfa seed out there as like a ground cover. I was reading about alfalfa, which we planted an alfalfa plot this year for our goats. But I was reading about how alfalfa has like a really low root system. It helps bring nutrition to other plant varieties. But then it's also a green manure. So it will like basically once it seeds and everything and you can just kind of turn it into the soil or let it just kind of die into the soil into the in the fall winter area. And it brings so much nutrition it helps make sure you don't have topsoil erosion as well so I spread a bunch of alfalfa seed and hopefully that will help maintain my garden for longer and also help to get rid of a lot of the weeds. I'm also really interested in the idea of permaculture. It's something that I've looked into a little bit but it doesn't seem to fully apply to me. I have perennials, which is like part of having a permaculture garden is like it's mostly perennials, but all my perennials are kind of spread around my property. Like I have chives on the back side of my house. I have mint in the back side of my house. I have mint in near my like planter boxes up in the front yard. I have rhubarb in a planter box up front, strawberries, my raspberries are in a different spot. So all my perennial food items are kind of dispersed around my property. They're not in my main garden area and my main garden area I've kind of designated for vegetables. Things that I can get every single year and either eat 
right away or can or make something out of. So I don't know how much permaculture applies to me. Um, If you have any sort of recommendations on permaculture, I would love to hear them. I definitely am super into the idea of organic farming as well. I don't use any sort of herbicides or anything to get rid of pests or get rid of weeds. I just manually weed everything and that is the way I kind of intend on keeping it. I would rather have weeds in my garden and spend hours of labor worth of weeding than spray chemicals in my garden that then I am eating those food products or they're going into the water supply and I have animals that roam around my property. So that is just not something that I'm really into and I tend to keep it that way. I know though with organic farming too, you kind of have to get organic seeds and this past year I didn't pay super close attention to my seed varieties. So that is something that I need to look closer at, making sure not only are they seeds that are going to do well in my zone, but also that they are seeds that are organic, which I think most of them are. There might just be a couple that aren't. Something I've also looked at is like companion planting. Like I said, corn and green beans are nice because the green beans can grow up the corn stalk if my corn grows. I also was seeing like, Onions don't really like being anywhere close to snap peas um, and things like that. So I've been looking more into that as well and I'm definitely not an expert in that but it's just kind of interesting reading about it and there's lots of plants that help other plants benefit and some that they just really don't like being near each other. So that's something I need to dive in more too and just figuring out the layout of my garden. Like I touched on before, Duluth is a really tough climate and tough zone to grow in. And I've heard from local gardeners that the environment just keeps on changing. That last year was a really tough year to have a garden. And it was the first time I ever tried to have a large scale vegetable garden. We have a really short season that's, you can't plant outside until the very end of May, and then you're harvesting by like the end of August, beginning of September. So it is just really short. There's very few things, there's very few variety that you can grow here successfully without like starting seeds beforehand or buying from a greenhouse. And frankly, I'm just like not super on board with buying everything from a greenhouse because it's so expensive. I don't have that kind of money. Part of growing a garden is to save a little bit of money, grow things myself. So that's why I start a lot of things from seed. I save money that way. I might not have a 100% success rate, but I start more seeds than what I actually need. That's another part, too, of having a garden log is I can see how many seedlings I start, how many were successful, and then how much of that we ate so that next year I can be more accurate with the food supply that Kyle and I need. But having a short growing season, it has made some crops a little more challenging, like I was talking about with peppers and tomatoes. And I would be able to like to have those items 
for longer. So we've looked into greenhouses and cold frames and frankly I don't know if we have the money to do a greenhouse. We need to like look into that a little bit more but it just might not be realistic for us right now. Versus a cold frame is kind of like a cheaper way to do a greenhouse and we repurposed the chicken run on our chicken coop. We put that over, I have a couple planter boxes and we put that over the planter boxes and like added a fourth wall to it and I have three planter boxes in there. One with rhubarb and strawberries, one with all my lettuces and herbs, and another one that has cabbage and green onions or scallions in it. Then I have a couple uh, like planters with my pepper plants in it and a, just like three out of a bunch of the tomato plants that I have. So I have those in there as well as my zinnias, a marigold, some sort of vine plants, some morning glories, a couple, a handful of things. Anyways, those are up there and it has chicken wire on the outside, but we have been looking into ideas of putting some sort of plastic sheeting or something that can make it warmer in there, like a cold frame, in order to have producing things for longer. So that is definitely something that I need to do more research on, but I'm really hoping we can do because I would love to have tomatoes, peppers, lettuces, herbs for more than three months out of the year. And I've done lots of research, not only on that, but just like gardening in, in general. And I realized a lot of it I just have to learn from experience. So I'm kind of learning as I go and figuring out what my style is what works, what is more environmentally sustainable, like permaculture, no-till gardening, and how much we eat and use. And for a while, I've been really hard on myself because I am an amateur, because I don't know what I'm doing, because I know others are doing it better than I am. And I realize, like, I am young, and I don't have much experience, and that's typically the case between me and the next person. So I just have to give myself some time, cut myself some slack, and realize I'm just going to learn as I go. And it's all just about being out there, being in my garden, being with plants, having this gratifying feeling of producing my own vegetables, being able to pickle things in the fall. And that is the real enjoyment that I get out of it. And I just need to put all those other feelings aside because it really just is an amazing thing. And I really hope that it is something that more people do, that more people get out there. That more, If it's not a large-scale vegetable garden like I'm doing, maybe you just have a couple planter boxes with your herbs or a couple of vegetables. There are so many resources out there in order to figure something out like that and the best way to figure it out is just to try it so really it's hard work but it's also really rewarding work and it's also relaxing so I really just hope that people will see this quarantine too where like we were worried at the beginning that we were gonna have food shortages 
I think that's really encouraged people to start growing many of their own things and I hope people just continue to do it and try to be more self-sustainable because that's my goal is just to be able to produce as much as possible by myself and for my household. But I think that is really all I have to talk about my garden. I'll probably do an episode later on where I talk about the harvest and just kind of update y'all on what worked and what didn't and what kind of yield I got from my plants and what I plan on doing with them as well if I'm pickling them if I'm putting, just making a salad so I will update you all on that later this summer and fall when hopefully things will grow because right now I am frankly growing way more weeds than I am anything else <laughs> and following up this episode they'll both be posted on the same day but I did an interview with my little sister Ryan she came out here and helped me get all my plants in the ground so I took that opportunity to do a little bit of an interview with her we talk about her graduating high school this year what her plans are for next year and what she thinks of this little hobby farm Kyle and I have going on so I hope you all take a listen to that And thank you for listening to this episode, and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.